Sandy Mackey. She is Ask the Pool Girl. And this is Ask the Pool Guy, Al Curtis. There we go. Neat way of introducing us. So I've been, over the last several days, you know our lives are crazy fun. There's always so much going on. And I've been reflecting a lot about how business has changed and how our business in particular has changed and how few pool companies have really changed. And I wanted to just sort of start out with that. I know we didn't talk about a topic today, but I wanted to touch on that a little bit. Because it came up in conversation this week how so many people in our industry sort of get trapped in the thing that they do. It's like they learn it enough to know it, and then that's all they ever have to do if they just keep doing that. And I wanted to get your take on that, if you see that trend as well. I mean, I know we talk in the same spheres, but do you notice that in people? And, and if so, why? Why do you think that people get trapped into that comfort level thing? You know, I think that's a great place to start today. And I think that we probably sit in a really interesting position in the industry because as many of our conversations are about local markets and demographics and builders and things like that, I would say about half of our discussions are with some of the more progressive people around the country. So I do agree that there's definitely locally here in Michigan a segment of people and probably pretty 85, good. 90 pretty good percent, percent. Yeah. that are kind of old school, learned it once, that's the way it is. Um, as far as some of the up and comers in the industry, I know we try to meet and greet and do a lot of that when the show comes around to find out who's new and who's doing interesting things and it's not as progressive as it could be. But then I do know that I think the industry itself has a lot of innovators, but there's like one maybe in this geographic area and one in this geographic area. So I think we are among the progressive thinkers and we tend to seek each other out but then there's definitely that old school. Well, it brings up an interesting point around discretionary dollars and how people spend their money. And, and a pool is, is more for entertainment than it is for exercise. I'd love to say that everybody wants to exercise and that's why they're doing it, but it really is more about feel and lifestyle. And let's think about people spending money on a lifestyle choice. People are very progressive in that. They want the latest iPhone and the latest iPad and the latest gadget and the latest of everything, always. Think about like lifestyle being new cars. And people don't want what they had before. They want something new and different. And yet, this segment of our industry, which is top dollar discretionary dollars, pools being a fairly significant investment at all levels, even an above-ground pool with a very small budget is still quite progressive in terms of lifestyle and dollars. And yet our industry in general, and, and maybe this is just my beef that I've just been feeling around that, is let's not change. Let's do what we've always done because we've always done it because it works. And yet we're selling to somebody who wants to be progressive because the rest of their lifestyle is about being progressive and doing some, having something new and innovative and, and unique. And yet our industry, and, and it came up again this week a few times, how lack of that there is. Lack of that really 
push to be progressive, to do something different that gives someone an additional feeling of more. You know that when you have an iPhone that works, you want the next one because it's new, not because it's going to work any better. Not really, it might be bigger, it might be smaller, it might be thinner, it might be fatter. It's just whatever the nuance of different is, you want the new one. Well, don't you think that from a marketing standpoint and from a what we're marketing and selling, that that kind of should apply as well? Or is it better, and maybe that's where I'm not seeing it, is it better to get on, learn something, get on the railroad track, and be able to just at least keep duplicating that? It's probably a simpler model. But doesn't that kind of head you down the road of price versus, you know, challenge and growth and, and money and opportunity? Well, I think... Or is that, I think or is that just me segment, because of... I think there's a segment of the population, just in general, who get very comfortable and very complacent with where they are and what they're doing. And if people treat building pools like a job, which I know that there's pool builders who own a company and I see their mentality is treating it as a job. There could be some of that and I think a lot of what we see in Michigan, it's a lot of people who treat it like a job. We're doing the same thing that we've always done because it's worked for us in the past and all I need to do is make enough money that I can live through the winter and I can make it until next summer and that's the extent of their hopes and dreams I think for life and then put enough together either so they can retire or have a company that they can sell and I think that because you and I surround ourselves with progressive thinkers and we surround ourselves with the two of us who are also progressive thinkers I don't think that we ever stop when we get to the comfortable I think there's people who look in life to be comfortable and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that but that is not what forwards an industry. Well, and it's not serving the demand of the consumer. See, the consumer, obviously, I, I can't imagine that in all areas of their lives, they want everything up and coming, new, technical, fun, creative, and different. And then at a pool they go, well, I just want to do what would have been done in the 1970s. 1980s. Yeah. It just seems to me that that's the demographic that we're selling to at all levels. Not just what we're selling, but really all levels of pools is more progressive than the general population that doesn't even have a pool. Well then let me ask you this question. How many pool builders do you know that run out and get the next latest and greatest gadget? Or do you know some pool builders or service guys who still pull open their flip phone to look up a phone number when you ask them a, for a, a number. Man, that's saying all of it right there. But the disconnect is, it's not about the builder, it's about the consumer. And what is the consumer not being filled with? They're not given... Just because the pool well, guy's an old-style guy doing the old thing he's always done, he should or she should do that if they want to, but recognize what they're marketing is not that and they've got to live in it's not my choice to have all the latest gadgets I'll take my old flip phone but my consumer wants all of those gadgets well there's a shortage and that's yes. probably the point that you're getting to there is yeah. a shortage in our industry of progressive companies and we know that in the marketing that we do to the clientele that we take at kind of the the tier where we find mm -hmm. ourselves there's a huge 
segment that's just kind of right below our tier that is exactly that. There are people who are progressive and keeping up with technology and they want something new and different and there's a completely underserved market and we've yeah. talked about that so many times that I don't know yeah and that's not the big I, I don't know that the all. people that are in the industry currently are going to address that I yeah. think it's going to be new people coming into the industry because they see opportunity like a hybrid pool building franchise you know they're going to have to learn how to serve this market from somewhere but once they see it, I think the progression is really going to be influenced from outside of the industry. So I, I would I would agree. It seems to me that we have this aging population of builders. Companies that have been around for a long time and somehow have found a way to make it without bringing new blood. Maybe there's some labor, but not really new blood to freshen it up. And you've got a lot of aged workers now that are kind of at that tail end that of course they don't want to learn. They don't want something new. And you know that'll that'll be exciting for me to see the new guy. I I'm always wondering who's that company, who's that company. I I'll call you and say, have you ever heard of this company? Yeah. And there's this there's this little spark in me every time I see a company. It happened the other day, and I called you. I said, have you ever heard of that company? There's this spark in me that would just hope that it would be someone progressive, that it would be someone that didn't just happen to work for another pool company and realize, well, I can do this if that guy can do it and start out with a whole, you know, the whole same thing, just a different name. I look forward each time to seeing those names in hopes that somebody is the guy. Why do you think that's exciting to you? Because I think we, we talked about that underserved market. I would love to have a relationship with someone and know that they're being progressive and wanting to grow and change and, and, and do things in a new way that isn't purely about dollars, isn't purely about bidding against their competition and, and, and winning the deal over someone else. And somebody who could serve that market that is progressive, that wants to give more, that wants it to be an art form, that wants it to be, they want to love it, they don't want to do it just for money. And so each time I see a new name, I get hopeful that I'm going to meet this person and they're going to be the one. And I'm, I'm sure that it'll come. And, and, you know, like you said, we have a we have an amazing market that tier, that place where we're at is just the sweetest of sweet spots. But you're absolutely right. There, we have this sweet spot, but there's this gigantic spot just kind of below where we want to be working that is just a, a yummy place to be. But you got to be able to see it. And, and I, I do think that what you're saying is right is it can't be from inside the industry. It's got to be someone that comes from the outside that goes, wow, here it is. Well, let's talk about this potential just for a minute because I was just starting to do the math in my head of how many pools do we think fit that sweet spot any given year that people would be interested in. I know we field a lot of those calls and I would imagine that of the calls that we get that we probably turn away because they're not necessarily the artistic extreme that we're looking for, probably of the pools that we say no we can't build, would you think maybe half or 60% of them actually find another pool builder and have the pool built? I would, I would imagine that at least half and the reason I think that is that company that customer has already done their homework. They know the types of things they want. If you get that far down in the rabbit hole, you're likely to be a really serious buyer. Look at how many people just this year have said, 
well, we'll go on a waiting list. We'll beg, you know, they begged us many. I, I think it'd take a couple hands of just that alone. I would imagine that every one of those people was ready to buy. So now, how many pools are being so built now maybe, in our area? So now maybe, then? let me finish my thought there though. Maybe because we couldn't do it or wouldn't do it, there's a likelihood that they didn't build a pool. There's a likelihood that several of those people who couldn't find someone like us because that's why they wanted us so bad, that if they couldn't find someone like us, they decided to buy an RV, they decided to buy a cottage, they decided to do something else, take vacations, do something else. And I would bet the majority of those in that demographic would have bought from us had that been our market. So maybe 50% of them bought, settled That's for something else, or find, found yeah. someone else that could do something different or whatever. But I would bet that, that almost 100% of those people would have been buyers. So I know that in Michigan, we're in the eighth largest Eighth largest state market, market in the country is in what the I've country. been told. So if we have this segment that's underserved, I know that the seven markets in front of us have to have the same demographic, and then the seven markets, you below. know, kind of below mm -hmm. would also have that market. Mm -hmm. and. I don't know the current numbers of the number of pools going in kind of the metro Detroit area in Michigan, but we do know a lot of the builders, mm -hmm. and we know that some of the larger builders, I think, probably top out at 50 to 60. 40 to 50. 40 to 50, 50. gunite pools or 40 or to 50 vinyl liner pools. pools. Um, fiberglass, I don't have as much of a handle on. That used to be a really big number. That's come down, but I would imagine. So how many large companies do we think there are that we could name? Like 10 to 12 to 15? In, in our market? In our market. Large meaning 40 pool 40 a pool year. companies. I would say five. You had said 12. I would say yeah. five or six companies building that number of pools. Building Maybe building, whether vinyl, gunite, or fiberglass. So we're thinking probably two, yeah. five to seven hundred pools a year. That's, it's, the Metro Detroit area has been known as, a, it's called a bubble market. That it's, it's always been a stagnant number. Now these, that wasn't my number. That was from someone that had been in the industry that had the demographic stuff. He had owned a supply house that was bought up by one of the larger ones. He went to work for them. He'd done all the internet work and, and helped build that internet presence. And he was the one that explained our market as a bubble. That there's just so many projects that are going to be built. And that five, five to 600 number is what historically had been done for a long time. Now, maybe he was skewed, maybe not, but it's not, it's, it's not a thousand. So of 500 to 600 pools in our market, I guess it would be really interesting to look at the numbers of the different tiers. You know, if we say kind of a big beginner basic pool um, to get in is probably up to maybe the $40,000 40, threshold. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the 40 to 70 or something. 70 or 80,000. And then you've got 80,000 to, you know, one, one and one some change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you've got above that, that would be a really interesting mm -hmm. breakdown because if there's 500 to 700 in our market, and if even half are kind of up to the 40, there's still plenty of room for yeah. a company yeah. that differentially differentiates themselves just a little bit and adds that extra innovation and ability to meet the need of 
the customer that's looking for something a little special. Yeah, I, I imagine that the very luxurious, expensive pools, there's several of those a year. I don't know how many. In sort of the demographic of where we're at, there's, again, don't know the number, but in the tens of pools per year built probably, maybe maybe 20 or 30 or 40, 50 in this sort of threshold. And then there's probably three times that in that layer just below that we talked about. There's probably 150 pools in that that are... that are. But I don't know that they're being built to the level they that are. they could be. No, no, they are. Yeah. But I'm saying, but that's where they're being built. But they could be so much more sensational in that grouping, and that's being underserved. And what's happening instead is people, I would imagine people in that demographic are settling for something that it wasn't quite yummy enough, but it's the best that they could find, and and so then they convince themselves that it's good and, and that. And I would bet there's probably 150 pools in there, and then the rest, 350 pools in that lower bracket range, somewhere in there. I mean, those are... You know, it could be plus or minus quite a quite a bit, but I would imagine just knowing that we kind of have a heartbeat around our market. Now, let's take a market like Florida, who's one of the top three. There's thousands of pools per year being built. Phoenix, Arizona, just in that Phoenix Plateau area, there's several thousand pools a year. There's several companies there that are doing five, six, seven, eight hundred a year. But that's a really different market. It's a very different thing. And I imagine that the numbers would break down the same. That a huge bulk of those, now their numbers, whatever our numbers are, let's kick theirs back. So if our average project is up to 40,000, their average project is up to 25,000. So if there's 3,000 pools being built, chances are 2,000 to 2,500 of them are gonna be in that very low threshold. And then you're gonna slowly creep up. And at some point, there's going to be that uber ultra expensive pool that there's going to be a pretty small number but it's probably equal to the percentage of numbers that we would use here and you know so i imagine it's just that the numbers would be skewed what we're selling at 150,000 or 200,000 would be comparable but i don't want to use the word comparable because of what we do but if in that market that $150,000 pool here is probably the $80,000 pool there so how do you, you know, and it's, and it's, there's a whole lot of things that go into that. It's, it's the economics of it, but there's a whole lot more building practices are different. The ability for subcontract work is different. There's a lot of different ways that things get sliced up, but then there's probably just a handful at that upper threshold in every market. So I'm going to throw this back at you. Why did you bring up this topic and what are you going to do about it? Knowing this situation exists, where did you think we should go with this in the discussion? Well, I think that's in, in, our, in knowing that we have the perfect product to fill that segment. The, the hybrid pool is, it fits all of the needs of all of the criteria. That sweet spot is perfect for that. And why I've been thinking so much about it because we've been talking about franchising and talking about being able to demo pools and things to be able to show people how to do it and having watched some of the videos put out this week with just all the pictures and video of, of how it goes together and I realize it's a proprietary thing that's not really ours. I don't want to own it. I, I would love for it to be shared with everybody. However, I also think there's an opportunity that we could take that and do something with it 
to make the industry better. I do think that if we could standardize business practices on a high level where we could teach people to really think their way through and feel their way through versus crunch numbers their way through, which most companies are purely about numbers, but if we could set the standard higher and start building a network of people around that are connected to our brand, I think that's sensational. And that's what I'm just struggling with wrapping my head around is how to make sure that we keep that consistency and creativity. I don't think we want them to do exactly what we do, but I think we want them to think the way we think. Yeah. And, and that's how we influence and change the industry from the greatest impact standpoint. Because I think that we have a really good staff of people led by you with how we can influence people's lives. And I think that part, I can teach the how-tos and the mechanics and the how to get creative and how to do line drawing and how to think your way and feel your way through, but that doesn't do anything until someone drives those customers and that's you. But I think because we have those two pieces that we could have significant impact on the industry pulling all of that under the umbrella of hybrid pools. Now, we could instead go out and train one person at a time, which means we would have to get better at our marketing to go get clients to go and train people, and that's not what we want to do. That's not what I want to do. We've been trainers before. We've traveled all over speaking and teaching, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm okay with that in the right setting, but that's not what I want to do for a living. And I think that I would love instead to get that call, what's the next step, what do I need to do, and I could help someone through that next step. And equally, you would get the call saying, okay, I think I figured out the exact market that I want, now how do I talk to them, and you could help them figure that out. I think that's what fires both of us up. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of what's been going on in my brain around all that, realizing right here, just in Michigan alone, right where we're at, there's this hugely underserviced, and I should want to be aggressive and let's start another crew and let's do it and let's and from a business standpoint that's probably a really smart business idea but it makes me yucky inside we found the spot of doing the thing that we love to do with the people we love to do it with the right amount of creativity and all the criteria why mess with that yeah as much as there's that underserved market that i would love to take care of why mess with that when we have something so good at least for our construction crew if we could help other people into it, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm feeling, as you're talking, I'm feeling that we're getting very close to the point where, like you mentioned, franchising will be the way to go. Even before that, I see this going into this fall and this winter, offering some kind of a hybrid pool discovery day or discovery week or weekend where we can start to gather the people with this kind of mindset together and start sharing some of those ideas and opportunities. So I, I definitely see that coming up on the schedule. Well, that might be that might be the interesting way of doing it, too, is let's have a discovery day around the conversation of what it is and why. And, and using our why versus let's go look at what it is. Yeah. Let's start discovering the people that feel right and help get them lined up so that they can understand why we do what we do. And that would be certainly a fresh approach versus the what we do. I mean, how many times do we go to a seminar where they want to talk about all the what? Here's the product, go feel it. 
That's important, but I, I think there's a step before that, and that's yeah. kind of what we're really tuned into. Yeah, well, I think this should be fun, and this discussion has really gotten my uh, marketing ideas going as to how to approach this, so that could be really exciting. Yeah, yeah, I, I just know that there's so much more, and we've we've gotten so crystal clear on the work that we that we do the the physical labor part of what I do has become crystal clear and that's why we get the clients that we get and we take care of them the way that we take care of them beyond that though there's so much more potential just the other day we were talking about another crew and I said it's not like this it's stressful it's it's let's make it, it let's be anxious all day long and then the guys are, that are working are anxious, and everyone's anxious, and everyone's bitching, and everyone's this and that. And then you get up and you do it all again tomorrow. And he said, well, maybe that's his form of control. Maybe he wants to make himself be, and we were talking about this one particular crew, wants to make himself be a certain way. And, and by being all that anxious, he gets to be in control somehow. And it was kind of a really interesting perspective, which... I think is a little deeper than, than really what it was all about. I think what it was all about is people are just anxious. I think pool companies are just really anxious because it's the weather, it's the timing, it's the people calling and screaming because they have a party, it's the, you know, all those things. And that just creates such anxiety. And yet we're in the fun business. We're in the business of really helping people secure the lifestyle and the feeling and the emotion and the connection and the, the memories. Right? You know, life is a collection of memories and what better than a pool? You can ask any child or any adult out there and they'll tell you the first pool they swam in. They'll tell you the games they played because you connect kind of with Mother Earth, with friends, with water, with all of that in that environment. And, and yet our industry very little do we dwell on the fun part and the, the memories part of it, but rather we focus on the concrete part and the bad weather part and the, you know, all the, all the stuff that makes it not so cool. And I would love to see that change because that's changed for us. Not that we don't have anxious moments or the weather causes me to get a little grumpy because I didn't get this done or that done, but as a whole, it's a way more relaxed environment. And I know when I'm doing something, I get really intense. And it's just, it's just who I am. I'm focused on the thing that I'm doing. But it's not grumpy. It's not mean. It's, not, it's just I'm intense sometimes. And part of the intensity is the love for it. You know, when I'm doing the thing that I'm doing, I'm loving it. And I had to grow to get to that point because I had all that same anxiousness and heavy weight on my shoulders as, as times went along. But I've learned to let go of what I can as much as often as I can, which isn't always because I'm not perfect, but I've learned to let go of so much of that and try to set an example for other people about how to let go. And I think those are some of the philosophies that could be brought through a franchise, you know, because I think it'd be way more than the meat and potatoes of dollars and marketing and whatever. It would yeah. be philosophy and life choice and life, you know, life views. And, and life's perceptions and helping people understand that perceptions aren't the you know there aren't the reality. The reality is that the reality. Their perceptions of that are, and we can change those perceptions. And I think that would be powerful in changing the industry alone, because where does anyone go to help them understand that their perception can change? The reality is never reality. It's the perception that we see. 
we could change that. So. Awesome. Food for thought. Until next time.